0: This is a Headgum Podcast.
1: Welcome to Buckets! My guest today, fellow podcaster, fellow basketball fan, fellow fan dueler, please welcome to the show, trade specialist Billy Scafuri. <laughs> You're getting bucket buckets. I called you a trade specialist just because this is like a trade special. Right. This is like a NBA trade deadline special. Everyone's doing their take. Everyone's doing their special. Yeah, this is hot. Yeah. This this is a
0: hot topic right now.
1: It's the opposite of what we usually do, which is like draft the shortest players. Right. Or which players have the best skin. Right. Yeah. I was going to pitch uh,
0: (laughs) the best flat tops in the Uh, NBA. Oh, Like top 10 flat tops. Ever? Yeah, I
1: was going to pitch that, but then this felt way more relevant. Yeah, who would be? Let's just at least draft a few off the top of our heads. Okay, Montrose, P- Montrose. Oh, Eric Montrose. Interesting. You went white because yeah. I see. I see Scotty Pippen, uh-huh. like early Pippen, uh-huh. the flat top. Right. Uh, I would think the flat top is gonna come back into cool. Does Mason Plumley have a flat top? If you comb it forward, is it a flat top?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Plumley just- has the Caesar, I think. Oh, the Caesar. <laughs> There was a couple years where, like, if you just said the Caesar, you were fine. You were basically George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. I have the Caesar. The Caesar. That which it is so, just a really thin bowl. It's like, exactly. Like, every 10 years, boys get a new haircut that they all get. There yeah. was the bowl cut for a minute. There was the forward and swoosh up. Yeah, the swoosh up. You got a swoosh up. All right, you comb it forward, and then you take the comb, <laughs> and you snap it forward. That's right, like a, a little swoosh a, up. Like a little wall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You will not. You will not. Get a little Bart Simpson action from the front. Protect your hair with some hair wall. Who else had a flat top? Does anybody have a flat top right now? They a flat top. All it really requires is flat hair. Correct. I think it's an afro that you shape into a flat
0: top. Oh, got yeah. it. Because like the white one would be the buzz cut. Exactly. You might call it a buzz cut. Yeah,
1: white white guy buzz, buzz cut. cut. Black guy flat top. Flat top. Yeah. You're not getting a white flat top. Although, did Jeremy Lin have an Asian
0: flat top? Jeremy Lin, he just has, if you comb, comb it forward, he's had a lot of looks.
1: Yeah. Has he not? He's had the braids. He's had the The, the braids bull, were so bold. The... What was going on with Jeremy Lin with the braids? <laughs> he was having like the third, three team in two and a half seasons sort of right. quarter life NBA crisis. Yeah, identity crisis. Like, who am I in this yeah. league? Maybe I'm braid Lin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but well, we're that'll not, be another podcast. We're not here to talk about haircuts, though we should one day do that. Um, we're here to talk about the trades. Yeah. Trade deadline has just passed. It felt like it's been three, four, five, six months, but it was actually just like two weeks of heightened trade activity culminating today, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that has passed about a few hours ago. Can I ask you something about the trade deadline? Yeah. So does... So obviously it ended today
0: at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's right. But is there like a trade beginning window or is it like when the
1: game won, you can make trades? Yeah, I think uh, it's when free agency begins. And when is that? July 1st. July 1st. You know, like that day in the middle of summer where yeah. like at midnight, all these people are starting to sign their big contracts. So trades now can't happen between now and July 1st. I believe that's correct. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's, at the that's... very least until the end of the season. Got it. That clears it up. Okay. Um, so uh, the biggest trade, which we, we should talk about first is kind of the trade that didn't happen, which mm. is the one that dominated. Right. There, there was the Anthony Davis trade and then there was the everything else trade. That's right. The Anthony Davis trade started about 10 days ago when Rich Paul, uh, on behalf of his client, not his best friend, LeBron James, but his other client, Anthony Davis said, Anthony Davis not signing an extension. He wants to be traded. hmm So everyone, you know, rushes to get their offers in. Uh, But Anthony Davis says, I actually only want to play for four teams. The Pelicans say we don't care what you think. Right. <laughs> we can trade you now. We can trade you later. We right. cannot trade you at all. Right. You can say that. That's right. You're entitled to say whatever. He said it. Right. He did say it. Right. So what he said was, I wanted I'll sign an extension, but not till July of 2020. I'll right. sign it with the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Knicks.
0: So of those teams, there only feels like one who actually has a championship in their future, in their near future. No disrespect to your Lakers, but the Bucks are the one team because he said he wants to play for a contender. Correct? Yes. Yes. But is that a lie? Is
1: that just what you're supposed to say and then you want to play for a big market cool team like the Knicks or the Lakers. Exactly. Okay. You, s- you say I want the reason I want out of New Orleans is no it's not no offense Alvin Gentry. Right. It's not you. Right. I just want to play for a contender. Mhm. To to his defense, the Pelicans are perennially like you know struggling to make the playoffs, and when they do, they get bounced in a round or two. Right. But two of those teams that he said he wants to play
0: for, aka contenders, one has the worst record in the NBA, East and West, the the New New York Knicks, Knicks, yeah, ten wins, (laughs) like the worst team objectively in the NBA. Yeah. And then the Lakers, (laughs) who are fighting, they lost by forty six points in their last game, (laughs) and they're fighting for the eight seed. Yes. And these are the contenders. It's just an interesting. like I don't know what you want but I know you want to play in a cool city yeah that's what I can discern from your comments which I think is fair Totally fair. Totally fair. LeBron said when he went to Miami that that was basically, he never went to college and he just wanted to like have some, a decision. He wanted to make his own decision and do his own thing and live somewhere that seemed like exciting to him. That's right. And he got four four years in Miami, just like
1: college. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So there you have it. So, you know, I get why he would want to do that. AD wants to go to his Miami. The problem is AD signed a five-year contract extension three and a half years ago. Yeah, Which was like a nice little, it was like when KD or someone or maybe LeBron was leaving and he's like, you know what? Fuck those guys. I'm about to show my solidarity. Right. I'm extending my rookie year. Right. My rookie deal. Five seasons maximum, baby. Of course. Fifth one is a player option. Sure. So I'll probably. Four. Yeah. So that four. <laughs> right. And then two and a half years into it, right. you become like, wait a minute, never mind. I want out. And
0: every superstar has stages in their career. And like for him, one of the first stages is the first deal after the rookie. And after your rookie deal, it's like you take that because you want to cash out because you've never really yeah. like really cashed out like that. That's like experience. 20 that. million, 25 million a year. And for like any kid out of college, now a couple of years in the league, it's like, all right, now I'm going to really get paid. <laughs> now I'm going to be like seen as one of the most expensive and valuable players in the NBA. Which and you that, did. And that feels good. Yes. Then you start making <laughs> that money and those numbers start to become relative. Yeah. And then you say, well, now what do I want? Yeah. I want even more control. I've That's controlled right. my money. Now I want to control my location that's right and you got bored of getting all this money so now you're like here's my new fight and i am the best so i will
1: just say it (laughs) so So this is all
0: on par with what everyone else in like before him has done
1: that's right and he's making 25 million a year which is fun to make in louisiana definitely but do you ever see uh, anthony davis doing a tv show no Do you ever see him in an uncle drew type campaign didn't see uncle drew but he might have been (laughs) in it i don't know (laughs) do you ever see like his cool shoe deals like he's looking at lebron he's looking at Kyrie, and he's like wait a minute." Why are those guys so popular? Like, right. why, is, why is LeBron the leading vote-getter? Why is, uh, you know, like yeah. these big names in these big cities, like right. Lonzo is seventh in votes. Like, wait a minute. What if I was Anthony Davis in LA, in New York? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, like, you start getting bigger dreams you hire as your agent, LeBron James's best friend. Here's the question, though. And
0: it has, I haven't heard it asked a lot, Yes. but is AD worth everything that we're talking about his stats are gaudy fantasy dream <laughs> yeah you know he fills out the stat sheets but if you just look at his career he hasn't really been a winner and certain players transcend the game yeah they transcend the game where it's like look even if i don't have any talent around me and he has some you know his point guard's pretty awesome Drew point guard is awesome yeah so i mean like that's another real talent yeah he had boogie last year that's right you know it's like Real transcend, uh, whatever the word is, talent, Yeah, takes you to 45 wins, generational down, 50 wins, just because you are you. Yeah. And he hasn't done that. No, he hasn't. So, going back to the trade deadline, <laughs> what the Lakers offered him, which was essentially like 70% of their bench. That's right. And two future first round picks.
1: Well, not even originally. Before the Super Bowl, it was, all right, here's Ingram, here's... KCP and Michael Beasley and a second round draft pick. Some, some like, of our players, but some nothing. Like, some like, let me lob this thing over right. the fence and see what they come back with. Right. The Pelicans didn't come back with anything.
0: The equivalent of you up and you didn't get the reaction. Zero response. Right. Wasn't up.
1: That's right. The Pelicans not even a, were not up. Not even a counter. No. Nope. They didn't even justify it with a counter. Love that power move, by the way. <laughs> I never got that email. <laughs> After the Super Bowl, Magic starts freaking out shit trade deadlines in three days. Right. Fuck it. Ingram, yes. Kuz, yeah. Yep. Ball, also. Wow. Uh, fucking Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo, right. two first-round picks. Like, this was that everything. really the <laughs>
0: offer? Were all of those names included at yes. like at one point in yes. the same deal? Yes, that's insane.
1: So it's all their bench, all their youngsters, the big three. Right. It's Zubots if you want. It's right. two other role players if you want. Rondo, two first round draft picks. So the, our future as well. So it goes back to my question. Is AD
0: actually worth that? Yeah. Will he suddenly get you the three seed? Will he, will him and whoever is left and LeBron, and sounds like Melo now. Yeah. Would they get you the three
1: seed? Would they be that different? According to Magic Johnson, <laughs> yes. Well, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's there, what he wants to believe. There is something interesting about AD where his his stats seem so effortless that they don't even – like when I watch Embiid play, I'm like, whoa, this guy's a force. Yeah. Or like when Shaq got 30 and 13, I was like, that guy's unstoppable. Yeah. When AD gets 30 and 13, it looks like he's just like... He's having he's a so bad game. S- he's so smooth right? like pull up jumpers right. and fade away and baseline. Right. And like, he's never dunking it hard. He's right. laying it up sure. and he gets occasionally injured, but he's still putting up the 30 and 13. Which is fine, but that's not 55 wins. For whatever reason.
0: And that's the thing. He's never done that. No. So I'm so, I'm just blown away by the Lakers saying, we will give you everything. It's yeah. like, I get it if there's a player like Steph Curry, who's like navigated Multiple sixty win seasons for a team, and right. like he was kind of the founder of that culture. Yeah, it's like AD has never done that, so he I, hasn't proven it with wins. Right, he's proven it with stats. So my question to you is then, as a Laker fan, yeah. the deal did not go through, right. as you mentioned. Do you feel a sense of relief, disappointment? What is the oh, what is the
1: final feeling? So the feeling right now is that I feel like we should have either done the deal, like make it if we're going to suggest everybody and. For I don't know how those names got leaked. Like there's something that you can't you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube now that like Kuzma, Lonzo, Ingram have all been named as names. And I don't know if that came from us or it came from the Pelicans. But it seems like it came from the Pelicans. Definitely it came. Regardless of who it came from, it came now. That's right. And I have Laker fan friends who are like blaming Magic and Rob. Like, you can't let that leak. But I'm telling my friends, I'm like, how what do you mean you can't let that like the Pelicans? hate the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So they have reason to try to fuck with them, troll with them, because, right. you know, the Lakers are the hot new franchise that your once-in-a-lifetime talent points to and says, I want to go there. But you're saying you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Are you also saying that, like, the culture
0: is now broken and that all of these players, like, don't feel respected and that the
1: Lakers will be worse because of it? So as of now, it's Thursday, February 7th, and we have a, a road trip coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, like, Boston. It's Philly. It's Toronto. These are like Jeez. big teams, big tests. The East is real. If we go 3-0, and then it's like, okay, the past you not. is behind us. Let me interrupt <laughs> you. I heard who they're playing and you will not, but go on. If we play well, yeah. because the Lakers have the ability to pull these good games out of their ass, we beat Golden State and Golden State. We beat OKC and OKC without, right. without LeBron. We have these uh, yeah these nights uh, to do these great things. And yeah. when LeBron was playing with the kids, we looked pretty good. Yeah, But then there's also nights where we pack it in where we don't even want to put in the effort. And right. so I, I'm i a Laker fan and I'm confused as to whether or not our youngsters will say, fuck you guys, we're going to play our hearts out Right now it's over, the trade deadline is behind us. Or if it's going to be a Lamar Odom situation where it's like, wait, you guys wanted me to be gone, and now I'm emotionally right. shook, and right. I can't play basketball very well. This is interesting. This is I what don't, the next it five, doesn't feel 10, like a it doesn't feel games, like
0: a winning week for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's correct. Would you agree? That is correct. I it, would agree. It, it was a losing week because you also we haven't mentioned this because we're kind of focusing on the AD thing. That's right. You lost your young kind of, and I wouldn't call him a young stud, but I would call him a fan favorite. Which, when you're having a shitty week, you don't yeah. want to kind of also just punt on a fan favorite. We punted on a fan favorite. And you also added New York Icon Michael Beasley we lost to the him deal. Too? Yeah. <laughs> I was sorry
1: you added him with Zubox Yes. To get Muscala, Mike Muscala. Why? So this is what the Lakers were thinking. Zubox... Uh, since he was a second-round pick, he's going to be a restricted free agent this summer. We probably weren't going to give him enough money for him to stick around. What's that money? How much a year, would you say? Anything. We didn't want to give anything. We want to be a complete open book. Okay, got it. So we want the player, our youngsters that we have and free agents. Everybody we signed was a one-year deal. Rondo's a one-year deal. Lance okay. is a one-year deal. Beasley so how much money do deal? you have to spend in the offseason? Um, right now, it's just LeBron on the books, and then like all of our youngsters, Coos, like on a million and a half. Yeah, rookie contract. deals, right? Yeah, rookie deals, great okay. deals. So, um, okay, so, so you can afford two max players, is that right? We can afford LeBron uh, a max slot, and then whatever the kids are amassing up to. So you have room for one one more max player. Yeah, unless we trade the kids for another max player. Got it. Uh, Which was
0: unsuccessful this time. Do you think that correct. it hurts their value? Uh, Do you think that like this, like? Does does this series of events hurt their value? And it was like they wouldn't give up AD
1: for all that trash or whatever you'd say. Right. No, because these valuing Kuz and Ingram and Lonzo, if you ask just like 10 basketball fans, they'll give you 10 different opinions. And that's the same way with like talent scouts. A lot of people are really high on Lonzo or really low on Lonzo, really high on Ingram, really low on Kuz, vice versa. It all depends on how you value these young talent And the Lakers can point to, yeah, D'Angelo Russell was also valued at a low uh, point in his career. We traded him just to get rid of Timothy Mozgov, and now he's an all-star. So, like, you never know with these young guards. They're 20 years old. They can turn into Steve Nash or they can turn into Markel Fultz. Would you say that they acted impatiently? Would you say the Lakers acted impatiently? Um, Yes. I would say Magic and Rob are eager to get Anthony Davis Mm. as soon as possible.
0: Do you think that that's because they
1: haven't felt—what is compelling them to do that? Star power. Magic is. has his eyes on, like, stars. He's showtime. He wants the Lakers to have their own big three. Right. And, like, fan fan favorites don't mean anything. So getting back to that trade, they traded Zubats. They flipped him for uh, a player who can shoot threes, quote-unquote. Yeah. Zubats, for all of his um, advantages, he's great at low-post player. He's uh, great at free throws. He can't shoot threes. Right. So let's flip him and Beasley, who I guess got into a fight with Luke Walton in a locker room last week. Oh, okay. Week. There you go. We get rid of Good those timing. two. We bring in a stretch five okay. or a stretch four. Right. We get rid of It Feels like Svee. you have a lot of stretch fours. Feels like your centers are even stretch fours. Well, we got rid of Svi. We brought in Bullock, who's another guy on an expiring deal who can shoot threes. Got it. And we also get rid of Beasley so we can bring in a buyout player, perhaps right. Carmelo Anthony. What do you think LeBron James's uh, point of view is right now? Uh, now that the trade deadline is passed and he's looking at his roster. He, I think he, I, at least I hope he wants to just make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. You think that he
1: would want to make the playoffs and try and make a run? Yeah. Okay. Because he's like, okay, that's behind us. We couldn't get AD. Blessing in disguise maybe because I still got depth and energy. That's what he keeps saying. He points right. to the Lakers like, our advantage is our uh, um, our age. We're young and energetic aside from him. Yeah. And our depth. They have nine players who can play on any given night. Right.
0: I would only argue that the problem with that depth is that a lot of it feels very similar to one another. It's not dynamic depth where it's like we have (laughs) – you know what I mean? It's like we have these guys who could all basically play like
1: one through four – but that's what the that's this new NBA. Yeah, I you guess you want so. the guys who can play one through four and yeah. then Mickey, Mcgee. Yeah, that's what's proven before. That's what we were trying to do. Right. And now that we're here, we're trying to like, all right, let's push all in and try to get Anthony Davis. I guess one other side we're talking a lot about the
0: Lakers, but regarding Anthony Davis, do you think that? And there was like that graphic that played in like where like they like they did something in the stadium where like they like uh, pretended like he wasn't on the team anymore. Yeah. Do, do you think that he is disliked? Yeah. <laughs> do you think that like he goes back and everyone cheers for him just like the same old Anthony Davis? Do you think that I he's think, disliked? I think
1: he – like I, I saw a Twitter poll of like a Pelican's beat writer like, who do you blame for this AD mess? Is it the front office or is it Anthony Davis? And at first it was the front office. They're like, all right, AD gave us a lot of good years. At least he's given us a heads up and now right. that's better than leaving us a free agency or making this demand in, like with six months to go and its right. value is less. right. But now the narrative seems to be changing where it's like, yeah, fuck the Lakers. Good job, Dell Demps, like our GM. Like, don't answer their call. Oh, fuck wow. Anthony Davis. Right. And now it's getting to this like weird standoff because Anthony Davis is no longer hurt. He wants to play. Do the Pelicans play him? And now the fans almost are rooting more for us to fuck the other
0: teams. That's than right. Than for us
1: to actually get value for something that we know is inevitably leaving. That's what you were saying on our text thread. You're like, it doesn't matter. Because a lot of my Laker fan friends said they have to make a deal because they know that the deal is going to get worse. And you said it doesn't matter that the deal's going to get worse. You don't give in to LeBron, the Lakers, right. Rich Paul. No. Pride. Take the worst deal Pride later. Is real. Pride is real. But isn't that uh, self-sabotaging? It is, but pride is real. Like, <laughs> have you ever been
0: broken up? Has someone ever broken up with you and broken your heart in such a way and, like, they move on with their life and you're still there shattered? And you're like what the fuck? What is reality? Right. But if you could somehow hold on to that power for a second and say, you can't rub it in my face. Yeah. Like, you can break up with me, but you can't rub it in my face. And they have that power left. (laughs) And they're saying... You can break up with us in a year and a half, but we will not allow you to rub it in my face. <laughs> that's right, and that's exactly what they did. And more power to them. We'll send you to fucking Chicago if we
1: want. <laughs> Wherever, yeah. I mean, Bobby <laughs> Portis is gone. Sure, there's room. So, what I learned about the Pelicans this week, a franchise that I knew very little about the inner workings of before this whole madness happened, yeah, is that Dell Demps may or may not be on their way out. Be on his way out. The owners of the Pelicans are the ones sort of making the decisions, according to some people, and they are also the owners of the saints so they're not really concerned about making a trade now they're not they don't hear the noise of basketball because they're still reeling from these nfc championship games are you just saying he's a lame duck like he is not a part of this at all that's right and then he will get fired at the end of the season and this they'll bring in a new gm and this new gm will sit down on july 1st and be like okay my first order of business is Uh, to maximize anthony davis hmm. and that's the, the only thing they're concerned about they're not worried about getting the best deal now the Lakers' threats of like, all right, but in July this deal will be worse. There's right. not like one active guy who's sweating this out. Right, they're they're fine waiting, which made sense when you first heard about this, these trade demands. But then the noise got so loud that I was like, wait, are the Lakers actually just going to steal him now? So
0: two thoughts on that. Yeah. One, that makes sense that they didn't pick up the phone because no one's in the office because this guy's not there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The GM isn't in the office because he doesn't have- Or he is
1: in the office, but he doesn't have the power to make a deal anyway. He's just tied
0: to his chair. That's right. He He can't pick up the phone physically. Correct. Okay. So that's one thought. And the second thought is, all right, fine. I get it. He's a lame duck. Why not get rid of the lame duck and replace them with your future GM before the trade deadline to
1: move this thing along? Because why do it in the next nine days? Why aren't they like, all right, let's let this trade deadline pass, which seems like an artificial marker anyway. And now we can spend February, March, April coming up with a plan to like bring in a new GM. So
0: you're saying that nine days ago was the moment that the owner said, we're taking over free agency and trading. You are a
1: lame duck. Be quiet. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Why Anthony nine days da- ago? What's what? That's when the Anthony Davis first, the request came in. And that looks and that's bad. He, that what did reflected- he do wrong? he in didn't build a winning team around okay. Anthony Davis got it You're Okay. Like, okay so you tried you failed Anthony Davis wants out let's play out the rest of this year tank get a good draft pick and then we'll bring in uh, a specialist GM maybe Sam Hinkie, right and he can he'll tell us who the best deal is so here's my question to you I think I asked it earlier yeah
0: Anthony Davis comes back tomorrow let's say he starts tomorrow for the Pelicans yes. let's say it's a home game I don't know if either of those things are true do they boo do they boo do they boo <laughs>
1: Do they boo? And boo they do. You do? You do boo? Uh, I think you have to boo. Do you
0: have to boo? I don't know if you have to boo. I know internally you want to boo. I think but you want it to boo. Is it better
1: for everybody if you don't boo? Is I think... Uh, smart fans will be like, okay, we're bigger than the team. We understand where Anthony Davis is coming from on a human level. Yep. But the average fan's like, fuck you. You don't want to be on my team. Okay, cool. So they're
0: about to tip off. Anthony Davis walks out onto the court. He's announced as the starter. Boo. First two plays, windmill jam, sick alley-oop. <laughs> are you continually booing him after
1: that? Or are you like, sick, he's still ours. This is amazing. <laughs> like, think- turns out I still love him doing that in my jersey. That's right. Because the other option is, you know, these trade demands are not concrete. What if they start winning games? What mm-hmm. if they start feeling the love? Mm-hmm. And what if he's like, wait, I can change his mind? Right. So maybe they should applaud. Exactly. That's right. I'm just saying, do you boo? I don't think so.
0: I don't think you get a lot
1: from booing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hated
0: now. Then you're like nailing the coffin like everyone hates me. I hate it here now. I already told you I hate it here. And now you're telling me you hate me. So what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> That's right. It's very – it's an unprecedented situation. Jimmy Butler-esque. Jimmy Butler-esque with with which team? Well, I would just say that he made a lot of enemies at his time in Minnesota. That's right. It wasn't exactly like, yo, Minnesota, I hate you. It was more like, yo, coaches and teammates, (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Right. But it was the same thing where it was just like, wow, like you can't go anywhere without people disliking you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's move from AD because that trade didn't happen. We're going to have to wait and see. We don't know what's going to happen in July. I still say the Lakers are in the driver's seat just because... Are the Celtics going to mortgage their future for one year of Anthony Davis? Yes, I think they are. You think they'd give up Jason Tatum for a year of Anthony Davis? Yes, plus more than Jason Tatum, yeah. I don't think they would because they think Anthony Davis is leaving soon. Yeah.
0: I don't think they would sign him unless they had some sort of conversation with him where it was like, Even if he doesn't guarantee it, where
1: they're like, will you strongly consider it? I think it's worth that risk. Like the OKC Paul George, the Toronto Kawhi. Exactly. We'll convince them. Right. Play a year in our system. Right. With like the best coach in the NBA. Yeah. We'll convince you to stay. Yeah. Uh, All right. From my favorite team to yours. Okay. Remember Porzingis? That was just like six days ago. Yeah. This is approaching AD (laughs) like,
0: um, who do we hate? The Knicks front office. Oh, it turns out we hate him. Wait, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's sort of like
1: AD light. Right. Zingus. Happened fast. Yeah. Uh, equally, Seemingly. Equally high ceiling of a unicorn, a right. player who's 7'3 and plays like Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, long. Uh, coming just on, long. Coming off an injury, was the face of the franchise. Everyone's just waiting. waiting. Yeah. He's going to be back soon. He's going to come back. Don't right. worry. He's going to come back. Yeah. If you think that people... Sorry. Finish your thought. Um, And then right before he comes back... They start their rebuilding efforts by trading him because start their rebuilding efforts. Why we've been in a rebuild <laughs> since 1997. Yeah, but then like then they the seedling was starting to sprout. Their tree was start finally starting to grow. Yeah. Poor And then a strong gust of wind snapped it in half. <laughs> and they're like, all right, let's trade him again. Yeah, <laughs> let's start over again. Another rebuild. Again.
0: Yeah, the New York rebuild.
1: Just waited two and a half years for this guy. If
0: you think that people from New Orleans, and I'm not shitting on them, but if you think people in New Orleans. Can turn on a dude, meet New Yorkers.
1: Because <laughs> we <laughs>
0: turned on him in ways that I was like, only if search Michael Rapaport's <laughs> video. Seven minutes after the Knicks announce it and Porzingis like maybe like does some sort of like cute GIF file where it's just like him looking at Luca. Rappaport loses his mind. He calls him a lipless motherfucker. You don't want to play here. (laughs) You don't want to play here with a fuck you. You don't play here. Oh, God. It was gold. So New Yorkers love Rappaport. Lo- we are Rappaport. Whether are we love Rappaport. him or not, we all know like, deep down, it's like, shit, well, I'm a Rappaport too. Like, Got it. I don't take ownership over him, but I relate
1: to the everything he does. But from Prodigal Son to just ab- – from goat to goat, the other direction. Yeah. Where it's like, now this guy wanted to leave. Fuck you. You don't belong here. The next do – do those players – do those fans who hate – now hate, quote unquote, yeah. Porzingis for saying what he said. Yeah. Absolve the Knicks of any guilt? Or are they like, no, we didn't the Knicks didn't treat that right, even though fuck Porzingis. This is one of the unique
0: cases coming from a New Yorker's point of view where we don't hate the front office in this moment. Like we always hate the front office. When Dolan's on top, it just feels like everything goes wrong. That's right. But the hall was good, <laughs> but it really just felt like you know what it really was, I think, from a New Yorker standpoint? We're so sensitive. Like we think we're so hard and so <laughs> tough, but we're like such a sensitive breed. When Porzingis tweeted this like like a few cryptic like <laughs> like screw you New York I love Dallas little tweets, it was just like fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like what did he actually tweet that made you say fuck this guy literally the eyes emoji the eyes emoji well there was the eyes emoji with like the wink and then there was a gif of him winking at Luca the moment after the game and like 8 hours before the trade was a ha- about to happen so from Wh- prodigal son to fuck you forever snake. with an eye with an eye emoji our first snake <laughs> and then there was another tweet that he tweeted after that where it should have been something along the lines of like new york you gave me my first contract you took a shot on a kid from latvia all this kind of stuff and it was just like this other like cryptic just like screw you new york you'll find out the truth at some point and it was just like fuck this <laughs> guy and it was just it we turned so fast and then suddenly when it was just like he's a seven foot three guy who's doing things we've never seen before everyone was just like the greatest thing he ever did was snap his knee yeah and it was just like oh god we hate him yeah And he will not get away with it. Like, Anthony Davis may come back to New Orleans three or four years from now and, like, we'll remember him as, like, our greatest scorer or something like that. Yeah. Porzingis will not come back to New York, a loved man. It is going to be like the NBA might actually c- connect Dallas versus New York on Christmas next year. Why? Because that's because we want to boo. Why did he? What did he do? What he wanted he,
1: to leave New York.
0: Yeah, I can't really. This is what I read. You can't today. blame him, right? Uh, no, I mean I can't blame any of these guys for trying to take control. But <laughs> I can, I don't get mad at myself for saying fuck that guy. From what I heard, was he didn't like the culture, obviously. I mean, why would you? He didn't believe it. He didn't think they were trying to win. Neither, neither do you. So far, you and Porzingis are perfectly aligned. Perfectly aligned. (laughs) He then they started having meetings last year about his extension, and they said, "I don't want to get an extension because I want to get as much money as I can two years from now." Mm -hmm. And then they started having these again. Can't blame them. Then they started having try to have these meetings again to like ingratiate him back into the team. Yep. And he kept pushing them off. Mm -hmm. Delay, delay, delay. Per (laughs) Ramona Shelburne. And then they (laughs) had this final meeting uh, where he gave him a list of teams that he'd like to be traded to, and Dallas wasn't one of them, and they shipped him to Dallas. Good job, Knicks. <laughs> you don't want to play for us? Well, fuck you too. So they shipped him to Dallas for who? They shipped him to <laughs> Dallas, and not just him. Tim Hardaway's uh, Tim Hardaway Junior.'s very bad contract. Yes, correct. They that got was, off. They got off the THJ contract, got, which is big. Yes, because it gives us now a second max player, two max slots. Uh, we also gave him Trey Burke, who was uh, pretty beloved. The Knicks kind of brought him from the G League back up, and he started scoring. A little Iverson esque. He'll be missed. Um, and we got. am i missing anybody in that that's correct okay and then we got um deandre jordan Mm -hmm. uh a center a big goon just a just a a classic just don't win games for us that's all i'm asking right now we got wesley matthews who we paid to come to the team and then we just paid to leave the team goodbye bought him out today (laughs) of course and then our third piece from that was dennis Smith jr dennis Smith jr tbd (laughs) TBD. freaking d feels like a new yorker but
1: tbd yeah, just yeah. like a flashy Steve Francis-esque and, point guard. But at so least when, he's before his prime. Yeah,
0: he feels like he can dunk cool, yeah, yes. and that's fine for he now. He can dunk cool. That's he definitely can Let's dunk lose cool. and dunk cool. That's fine. <laughs> Knicks fans are all fine with that. So that's what us Knicks fans reading the tweets thought we got for Porzingis. Okay,
1: so as a Laker fan, my, at ideal, my ideal AD scenario is... Lakers and the young kids make a great run, we hit the playoffs, we make some noise there, and then we either trade for Anthony Davis in the offseason for a lesser package, or we sign Anthony Davis in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, That's my best case scenario as a Laker fan. Yes. What's your best case scenario right now as a Knicks fan?
0: Well, my best case scenario is, and I just want to finish that last thought, is that we also got two first round draft picks for that. That's correct. And when that happened, that's when New Yorkers said, we won the deal.
1: Because... I'll because you shed contracts and you got uh, draft picks, which are like the two things that you usually don't do together. Yep. And what you had to get rid of was a player who you can now convince yourself is going to be injured forever. And, and you're going to pay $150 million for right. a guy coming off an ACL injury. You, can, you, you don't have to worry about that you right can now. be.
0: You can look at your cap slots yes. maximum. Yes. And
1: those are exciting to you.
0: So what would be my ideal scenario? Yep. Uh, the Knicks get the number one draft pick. They have a fourteen. It looks like they're going to have a fourteen percent chance. Of course, this is the first time we tank correctly and don't have the highest percentage. That's right, Nick's <laughs> Nyx, Dot. 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 Uh, hopefully, we get the number one pick. Fourteen we'll percent is what one seven? Yeah, one and eight. <laughs> one seven, seven 98. Nice. Yeah. Um, get the number one pick. We get Zion. Sure. We'll probably get the number three pick and get reddish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, get Zion. Then we sign. People say Kyrie's coming to the Knicks, that's
1: inevitability. Yep. I'd much prefer Twin Towers. I'd much prefer KD and AD. Well, here's the th- Oh, okay. Cuz here's the thing. KD's looking like a much uh more uh likely Knicks future player than
0: Kyrie. And you were on that for a while. You yeah. were like on that you were on that tip way before this season or like just before this season and I didn't really understand the pieces, but you were also on that LeBron is coming to the Lakers tip for a while. So I now have more faith in when you make these bold (laughs) declarations. Okay. So why New York? I I mean, you've explained it to me once before, but like clarify why now even more.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's about um, uh, getting more fans. KD is starting to become (laughs) absolutely unhinged. It seems like, did you see the press conference yesterday? Yeah. He's yelling at reporters. He doesn't want to talk to the media. He doesn't understand why he owes the media anything. Right. Okay. Uh, He tweets and people respond with snake emojis. His Instagram, I believe, is now private. Not private, but you can't comment on it because, once again, he picks battles with 14-year-olds on social media. thin skin. What's the best way to get 50 million new fans? Go to New York, baby. Go to the Knicks. Right. How am I a snake? I'm joining the worst team. Here's the How thing. am I LeBron joining the Heat? No, I'm not. I'm it, joining the Knicks. It's like,
0: it's so obvious that that's a bad fit now. I mean, if he's that <laughs> thin-skinned, you have to be thick. <laughs> Thick-skinned to survive as a Knicks player, let alone be a Knicks fan. Well, I think— He is (laughs) thin-skinned, and he can have all the Knicks fans behind him, you know, tweeting, like, go KD and we support you and, you know, fuck all the haters.
1: But he's still going to be thin-skinned. So if he goes to the Knicks and the Knicks win 32 games— I what mean, happened? Are the fans turning uh, New York on him? City I don't throws Think so. The Knicks a
0: parade. We haven't seen that in <laughs> forever. Exactly.
1: <laughs> right. So he right now he's he's about to win his third championship in a row with uh, Golden State. He's living in an environment where they're winning titles. Yeah. But maybe Doesn't... the joy isn't there because the titles are expected. Hmm. So it's like, yes, we did what we were supposed to do. If they don't win, it would be a devastated shock.
0: You think he's more joyful leaving Golden State and going to the Knicks for potentially 45 win seasons? You think I
1: th- he'll, like, he'll be more joyful? I think he will enjoy starting a new chapter. I think he enjoyed the Warriors. I think he'll enjoy a Knicks, uh, a first year with the Knicks versus a fourth year with Golden State. Hmm, And that in the same way that I think LeBron isn't enjoying being in LA more than going for a title again in Cleveland.
0: Can you define why he isn't having a good time in Golden State? I can understand from a national perspective why, you know, people tweet snakes at him. Yeah. But like in Golden State and on Golden State specifically, yeah. what is
1: not enjoyable to him about that? He's not the star? One, he's not the star. Two, uh, sometimes his teammates yell, fuck you, we don't need you, we won before you, you're a punk bitch, everyone thinks you're a snake and they're right. And you think that lands on him because he's thin-skinned. That's correct. That that gets in. Now my teammates don't necessarily like me. So fuck these guys. That's correct. Three, during the parade, it seems like it's the Clay, Steph, Dre show. They're the real warriors. Oh, Durant is also here. And then like the GM made some weird comment where it's like, well, we'd give max money to Steph, but not necessarily like to KD. Yikes. So it's like, He's starting to feel a little bit like the man on top of an asteroid riding it rather than the asteroid itself. He wants to be the team. He doesn't want to be the guy that joined the team. So let's say now, that makes perfect sense, Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, as a Knicks fan, a hopeful Knicks fan, our two max slots, we do get KD. And that's like the dream, and we get him. Put Zion to the side for a second, and then we also get and say we don't even get Zion. Say more realistically, we get the two or three pick, and yeah. we get maybe a Barrett. Yeah, you know what I mean, or maybe that other guy. There's a couple guys out there that okay. could be the number three pick. Whatever. We get the our other max slot. We fill with call it Boogie Cousins. Great powerhouse, great center. You know, like hasn't played on too many winning teams, but is good. Yeah. How many wins does that team? win kd boogie and a and number knicks. three pick and the and the knicks yeah and everything else that you've seen this team that won 10 games so far this year 40 eesh that's <laughs> bad man no it's not you just said they throw for eight for 32 well that was a joke but now we're talking for real and if they we wouldn't fill the list, how do we so then the question becomes they'd as be knicks charlotte fans,
1: they'd be charlotte
0: yeah that's they a nightmare
1: they wouldn't leapfrog milwaukee philadelphia toronto boston and indiana what two stars could the knicks bring that would uh Create the most wins based
0: out of the free agency class. Kawhi, is he one of them? Would he have the biggest plus minus amongst all of the players? Because it's, it's about wins. You're like, ta- it's yeah, cool to have a face of the team. But you're talking but it's about, about one season. I'm talking like. I'm that's, looking for immediate change. The Knicks are so bad forty, 40 on these yes. max out $73 million. That's
1: right. When that is spent, that's our new team. If immediate change is not necessarily g- becoming 60 and 22 in one season, okay. it's going to be like a changing of the culture. It's like now we have superstars. Madison Square Garden is popping again. And we're under 500. That won't fly <laughs> once we spend this money.
0: New Yorkers like are like, fine, okay, we're going to buy these guys. and But these guys, we're not buying guys who in four years are going to like learn how to play together we're spending max money on
1: established winners yeah but these superstars you know they take time to gel and there's they're creating something from scratch you don't go from zero to a hundred okay fine so let's say let's say let's say it's 45 wins and then the next year it's 52 wins and then the next year it's 59 and now you have something brewing
0: okay Yeah. I just don't know. I feel like when you're spending max money and that's the culture of today's game, just like AD, you think is going to come in and change the whole culture and you're suddenly the Lakers are going to be the stud team. Yeah, It's like, who are the players that lead to the wins? You know, like Kawhi went to the Raptors and it seems like they took a discernible (laughs) leap forward when it comes to wins. He plays almost no back-to-backs. So he's probably sat eight games at least. But I don't know if that's true.
1: I think the Raptors won 59 games last year. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. So he actually may
1: not have changed much of their winning percentage. Yeah, I think a bigger... He maintained it from DeRozan. Right. Bigger deals come from coaches almost. Like, you look at Steve Kerr joining Golden State. Mm. They made a huge lead. Bud in Milwaukee. Mm. They won 40 games. Now this year, they're going to win 60. Mm. Who'd they get? Giannis? Giannis is still there. Chris Middleton is still there. Eric Bledsoe was there last year. Right. It's more of a coach system thing than a players thing but you need you need the players to jumpstart it yeah and fizzdale appears to be the coach he's just there a year too early
0: yeah (laughs) i just if we have another if we spend 73 million dollars next year which we want
1: to do you will regardless on who it is right it might be on tobias harris god (laughs) i know Okay, let's get off the Knicks because there's plenty more (laughs) trades out there. Good God. Uh, All right, let's talk about Tobias Harris. We're already there. Yeah, sure. Uh, What do you think about the Clippers? Sort of making moves for next year and the following, at the very least, getting assets to make a run at these um, superstars.
0: I have a a non-basketball thought first, and then I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Love that Tobias Harris and Boban were traded together. Toby and Bobby. Is there any chance that that's in their contract? (laughs) is there any chance a friendly thing it's like if I love if my best friend played on my team and we're like yo let's we're not gonna say where we're going
1: Yeah, we're just gonna say that wherever you're, we go we go together it's I think like, that would be the slickest contract it's like when I was in second grade I had a best friend Michael yeah. Resnick Yeah. like when you know like when classes were made I don't yeah. know if this was the thing Big day. in New York where it's like you found out who's in your class huge I was always with Michael Resnick because our parents like begged for us to stay together
0: damn we tried me <laughs> Me and ryan english tried that <laughs> k through six didn't work never it was like the school is actually like penalizing us for even trying it's like just switch the desks.
1: they're like dell demps you guys are requesting a trade to play with each other school and they five won't dell demps <laughs> school five i also just recently found out that dell demps was an ex nba basketball yeah, player i think i learned that from you as well I thought it was an old white guy <laughs> no yeah Definitely. Former p- former point guard.
0: Who was the White Dell
1: coach? Uh, Dell Harris. Dell Harris. Yeah. He's an old white guy. That's right. Dell Demps, a different guy. Who was in the Tobias Harris trade? Do you have the pieces in front of you? Uh, no, it was Toby and Bobby, and so those were like the main pieces that got sent to Philadelphia. Right, and, and back to the Clippers was Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, who's now in the Lakers. Right, and two draft picks. The two first round draft picks. Uh, uh, maybe one a uh, uh, first and a second or something.
0: So the real piece feels like. Now the Sixers have a massive starting five. They have like a, a real talent that's right. starting five. They
1: have a big 4 now. Yeah. Which is like you know more than you can ever ask for when you're trusting the process. Are they the best team in the East now? I Do they have
0: the best roster in the East?
1: They have the most talent probably. Yeah. Because that's a they big have Embiid piece. and Simmons who might like be the best two pieces and then as their third and fourth Butler guy and Jimmy Tobias Butler Tobias and, and Tobias Harris. All all stars, correct? Uh, was to I don't know if Tobias Harris was an All-Star. He's averaging mid-20s this season. Wrong? At the very least, a borderline All-Star. Yeah. If he's your fourth best player, you're doing great. You're doing really great because
0: he was the Clippers' primary scoring option. That's correct. Right. That's right. Wow. So what do you think? The Clippers, now they have room for two max slots, I believe. Uh, I don't know if they I have think, two. I think they do. These are two guys who don't know what they're talking about, but my confidence is pretty high that I read this
1: today. At the very least, one. Okay. and now then you're starting to convince And then me. draft picks. Okay, got it. So if they want to do a sign-and-trade, they got assets. Right. If they want to um, just sign a guy straight up, they can in a Kawhi Leonard type. So they're punting on this season. That's what I think they are, which is interesting because they were... Top eight. They were the eighth best team. So really, that's bad business,
0: correct? I'm, like, at what point do you think they said we're punting? Like, I, do you think that they knew that we were going to be sellers
1: at the trade deadline way before they were, call it, 10 games over 500? No, because they were playing really hot to start the season. I know. And then they're like, wait, maybe we shouldn't punt on this season. And right. then recently it's like been sliding down and then the Warriors are getting good. And I think it's a Jerry Reality's West thing it. where it's like, let's make some marginal changes that doesn't necessarily make us look really awful right now while at the same time positioning herself for the next two or three years, because that's when the Warriors are going to start to look yeah. not like you have themselves. to look at the league like that. Yeah.
0: But the question then becomes, it's like, and I feel like Simmons has covered it a bunch, but this is a very specific time in the season now, where the trade deadline is over, and you now know who's really going after specific positive goals, that's whether right. that's like winning the Eastern or Western Conference, whatever that is, making the playoffs, culture shift, you know Are you what I a mean? buyer or seller? Yeah, Exactly. And if you're a seller now, where is the value in winning? Honestly, (laughs) like I know you need to like sell concessions, but like now isn't it purely and exclusively about like the draft? I think if you're selling, what are you
1: winning for? I think the East is wide open and making the finals is a great achievement. Mm -hmm. So you look at the four biggest trades, this uh, trade deadline, it was Tobias Harris going to Philly. It was Miritich going to the Bucks. Mm. It was Marcus Saul, which we haven't even talked about, going to Toronto. Yeah. Uh, and this, you know, the, um, the Tobias Harris. Or sorry, not the Tobias Harris trade. The, um, what was the other one? Not Porzingis to Dallas. Porzingis to Dallas, but that was helping the Western team. Yes. So of the top four, the three were helping the best teams in yeah. the East the Eastern make Conference a run are be at fun. Boston. Yes. Uh, and Boston didn't do anything. Yeah. Why not? Because they're waiting for AD. That's it. Yeah.
0: AD, going back to my <laughs> initial thought- Going back to the beginning of is everything. Is stalling franchises business. Yes. And he's not even stalling it as much as they are stalling themselves. And I'm not sure that he's he- is the. He's. It's just so fascinating that a team that seems so well run by Ainge, and of course, he'll probably prove me wrong when it all works out. Yeah. That everyone's just like, we're not going to even consider. He is the only thing- <laughs> The only thing in the NBA to improve my team. It's just fascinating.
1: I think he's just the most available young superstar. He's 25. Right. And he's averaging 30 points and 13 rebounds. Like five blocks, I'm sure. And what are the odds of you drafting someone like that? Rare. For a team that wants to win in the next four years, AD is the crown jewel. Yeah. He's the tipping point. Durant, too. But Durant
0: is on the other side of 30. But wouldn't it be interesting if it was Marc Gasol, who was the crown jewel this year? Because that is a good team who just got an all-star center. Yeah, an ex all-star center. But like yeah, a proven like a proven center.
1: Yeah. yeah. Toronto, which was already a great team, Yo. got better. Yeah. Milwaukee so, is also a great team who just got better. So let's start with Toronto first. Okay.
0: So Toronto has like bigs bigs who are like springy and can play i guess Abaka's is not springy but he's a proper big yes uh what is it siakam siakam springy you know what i mean like a fun fast forward yeah and now you have you also have obviously the two guys you have (laughs) guy and lowry who are amazing but now you have a rock a rock center who's the next defensive player of the year defensive player of the year fits exactly into what how toronto plays which is like suffocate you to death and we'll score enough and win he is going to have fun on that team, yeah. And yeah. they're they're doing
1: their all in because who knows where Kawhi will be in July? I think that was a really really slick. And that cost them Valanciunas, Valanciunas, who's like a downgrade over Gasol, and then like D'Lon Wright and a few draft picks, CJ Miles, yeah, maybe, yeah, CJ Miles, right. and then like second rounders. Win Toronto. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> it's it's buyers and sellers. It's teams that are mortgaging their future and their like depth for yeah. a playoff run.
0: Yeah, this is this. I was reading somewhere that this is the first
1: time in a couple of years where multiple first round picks have been traded in multiple trades. That's right. Where people are like, like going. I mean, the Lakers offered them two first rounders, and they uh, the Pelicans quote unquote maybe responded with countered with we want four right four first round picks right that is just like <laughs> four that is r- ridiculous four first rounders right. we can yeah. afford to pay you a
0: thousand dollars. I want seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> yes, that's equivalent to like a freelance writer's. That's right.
1: Response. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that that's what's happening. The East is getting richer because you know the fight to make it to the finals, even if it's to lose to Golden State. Right. It's an exciting. It's exciting. Toronto's never been there. Milwaukee hasn't been there in like decades. Golden State has a big five. Uh, Philly has big four
0: yeah. you know what I mean it's yeah. like the ball could bounce a couple different ways and you never know by the know. way Philly just beat Golden State and Golden State you know so it's the East I feel like the West has been for a very very long time and like even before Golden State the Superior League yeah just like more talent always harder to get to the top the East always kind of like had one or two people, but you never
1: respect them. The Nets made it out of the East.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> it feels like the East might surprise some people this year. Yeah. I'm really excited to see who the East produces because that's going to be a good team.
1: It's probably going to be the Bucks. So the second round, ra- yeah. Who do you have winning the East? Because the second round is going to have Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, and um, Philly in some wow, yeah, like some capacity. Those four teams teaming up against each other. Like that's Boston be is to the watch.
0: least scary to me. Of those four. And then those three teams have so much talent. It's like, I would say the Bucks have like the one player where it's like, if he were to go down, there's a good team around it, but maybe that's just the biggest game changer. Yeah. Like everyone else has like talent everywhere, but the Bucks have talent everywhere. Yeah. Like they're Middletons and Bledsoe's and Brogdon's and Brolo's. Those dudes like ball. Yeah. Now they're they just all got like sol- Yeah. You know, it's like. So I don't know, man. There's going to be talent coming out of these. I yeah. don't have an answer.
1: It's going to be fun. And yeah. then the last thing that we haven't talked about: two little trades, which is uh, Harrison Barnes going to Sacramento in the middle of a game. which Yeah, was fun. <laughs> has that never happened before? That was like a that was like a big deal. It seemed like a big deal. Right. It seemed like you tell them the the hour before, or the hour after. Did he go back in? No. So did somebody whisper to him on the bench? <laughs> did he so. leave the bench? I believe he did. He was on the bench but didn't play the rest of the game. But he stayed on the bench, remained
0: on the bench. That's right. But he was probably whispered, hey, by the way, you're on the Kings? Yeah, you're
1: on Sacramento now. It's a nice upgrade. Yeah, it's a it's a Sacramento's. They did the opposite of the Clippers. They're fighting for eighth, but you know what? They're not selling and like positioning themselves. They're not going to sign a free agent. And they they're gave, in Sacramento. Right. So they're like, oh shit, we got all these young players that are playing great together. Let's slide Harrison Barnes in, become better, and see if we can make it. They it's, upgraded him over Josh Jackson, right? Josh Jackson and they got rid of uh, the Zach Randolph contract. Oh, right. He's been there forever. And he's been waived too.
0: The Kings, man, they might
1: be a team that upsets the number
0: one seed. Well, they I have mean, to make the playoffs first. Right. It feels like they might. I mean, they're, I guess
1: they're only like two games over 500. But like – they can beat anyone. They're a classic eighth seed where it's oh. like just like this super fast-paced, play no defense, try to outscore you. And Marvin Bagley. Yeah, he's been playing great. He has quickly stepped past uh, Willie Cauley-Stein as the best pick on that team. He's also like starting to like get a lot more buzz than DeAndre Ayton, who yeah. went right before him. It's, it's, he's particularly fun.
0: I did not know. I watched him in
1: college. But like... He plays
0: big, he gets
1: double doubles. He yeah. feels like kind of a
0: throwback <laughs> NBA player. Yeah. So, he's also been like trouble. hitting
1: step back like 18 footers. Yeah, he's real. He's yeah. cool. Uh, Kings of trouble. And then the lastly, Marco Fultz finally found a new home.
0: Yeah. Do we? I want to be like, I'm glad for him. Like, this has like been a rough couple of years. I feel so ambivalent about Markel Fultz.
1: Yeah, it's been too long. Yeah. Like, even the Markel Fultz madness is dated, where at this point, I'm like, fine, go somewhere. And was the madness... What What exactly is, was the quote-unquote madness? Peak to... madness was when there was grainy footage of him seemingly forgetting how to shoot free throws. Oh, oh actual were, madness. Yeah, him yeah. playing and they don't know if it's a shoulder injury, him threatening to sue, yeah. his agent getting involved... It was just, it was too sticky, too weird for a Philadelphia team who's trying to make the finals.
0: Yeah, right. That was super weird. I thought the madness you were referring to is when he had that one triple-double. Uh, he had that one triple-double yeah, and like, the, the team like, cleared the benches. It was like everyone like, shook his head. It was like, okay, number one <laughs> draft pick, did his job. Like that was like, it was. he's had a weird.
1: Orlando's perfect for him because it's weird you know because you want to go to a team where like nobody will be taking like weird grainy footage of you it's like orlando who like there's eight people in the world covering orlando right take your time averaging 45 (laughs) for the magic and we would it wouldn't even make sports center vucevic had to play so well for four seasons for people to be like fine you're an all-star i don't quite know what's going on in orlando now that means he has new doctors in his life Mm
0: -hmm. now that he's in orlando was he like going to philly doctors or do you go to your own doctor and the doctor like sends a fax to like the team doctor he's like by the way Way. i checked them out this is what it is that's a good question i uh, don't know yeah because like with these new doctors is there a world in which new doctors could just be like <laughs> you're fine dude like they were me they were mean to you <laughs> like you go out there you give your all like i feel like he's just like due for a pep talk i feel yeah. like it's like
1: a doctor with a pep talk that's right or like a, a team that's in no rush
0: right um does he have a comp in the nba who is his comp uh like when he's playing great or
1: like in his current iteration Who would we like to see him develop into? Uh, Is Dennis Smith Jr. kind of like that? Just like a very athletic um, combo guard? DSJ feels like a a springy House of
0: Highlights piece. Yeah. That's what he would be? He's not like a... A Simmons like
1: 12, 10, and ten guy? No, because Simmons is too tall and too good at passings. Right, I'm just Fultz thinking about like, was always numbers. A scorer.
0: Yeah, okay, he's a scorer first.
1: Yeah, Got or it. he should be. He's Got a scorer it. who forgot how to shoot a basketball. Right, his arms fell off. Yeah, fascinating. Anyway, he's going to be in Orlando. He's going to. I think it, there's two ways it's going to go. He's mm-hmm. going to be in China in two years, or he's going to be D'Angelo Russell. Does,
0: does he? Want, does he like playing basketball? Do we think? We don't know. Okay,
1: <laughs> TBD. <laughs> you think there'd be more NBA players that are like I don't? Like playing basketball. I never thought Roy Hibbert liked playing basketball. Yeah. It always
0: felt to me, and there was a time this season, and he's kind of proved me wrong, where I was like, Carl Anthony Towns does not like playing center. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like having to bang. And you can tell it's like, it's the players that don't watch basketball.
1: Right. It's like, yeah. LeBron's the, the, at home. He's a basketball fan. The Lopez brothers
0: are at the next Marvel movie.
1: That's exactly right. Right, right. They don't, right. Lo- I don't, lo- like, Westbrook. Is amazing, but I don't think he's watching the NBA finals. I also thought that Lamarcus
0: Aldridge just like wants to be in a UTV class. (laughs) Like, I'll shoot until you guys don't want me to shoot anymore, but like, I would love to be in like a level three performance.
1: Is Lamarcus Aldridge at home like wrapped to a Cavs Warriors finals game? He's watching CISO. He's watching C-S2. In the same way, I'm not going home and just watching comedies. No. And uh, Marina complains,
0: my girl complains about that so much. She's like, you're a comedian. You're a comedy writer. She's like, follow the landscape of what's being made now. And I was like, sure. But like Charlotte's down three and I have Batum.
1: <laughs> so I'm not going to watch The Good Place right, right. now. Right. Like my spec can
0: wait. <laughs> I've got Batum and Tony Parker already has 17 minutes in the first half. <laughs> exactly. I don't think you understand yeah. a leak monk is going to get minutes
1: if this is a blowout honey. I just need two blocks right. I need one of those plays where he gets two blocks back to back and then I'll put my phone down and then I get second minute. place right. uh, so comedians watching basketball basketball players probably watching comedies that's right you'd think i don't know a lot of comedians that are obsessed with comedies yeah
0: it used to be rock stars want to be comedians and comedians want to be (laughs) be rock stars but now it's basketball players want to be comedians and comedians just want to watch basketball
1: (laughs) or athletes want to become
0: musicians that's
1: right um all right that's the the overview of all the big trades there were a lot of smaller ones that we didn't get to but that's okay can
0: i thank the buckets listeners for that
1: cold hard cash Huh? the fan duel yeah we're uh, Fanduel, and that's still going strong, I assume. Yeah, we're there's a there's a buckets Fanduel league. Yeah, um, that ha, I guess reached capacity at 20 people, but as people stop playing and dropping out, tweet at me or username, and I'll try to invite you back to the league. There you go. In an episode that I did, where me and Chris were the guests, me and Chris Smith,
0: uh, I encouraged everyone to sign up to Fanduel and say that Bully Scafuri recommended you. Bully, not and, Billy. And nine people did. That's and great. And to those nine people, I say bling bling. <laughs> What'd
1: you get? I got ninety dollars. <laughs> and those are FanDuel bucks
0: yeah they're not real dollars no. you can't just like like hit like export and you have $90 in no. your PayPal you have to bet that fake Monopoly money which is a sweet caveat you <laughs> sons of bitches at FanDuel but I'll still take it so keep that bully cash coming folks you might as well put it into these like big leagues where it's like oh maybe I'll win $10,000 today there's no advice to be taken for FanDuel you hit nine players and you hope for the best uh,
1: alright let us know what you think about our trades uh, if you're a Laker fan let me know if you're excited or you're disappointed in the team According to the tweets and the subreddits that i'm on laker fans are not happy that the lake that new new orleans exposed who we were going to trade RRT they're not Zubats. happy that we got rid of the zoo it's rough muscala it's rough out here and this is even before we get carmelo anthony which you know is happening right you know you know mel coming if you are a laker fan who's down in
0: the dumps i have good news for you yes amir blumenfeld is guesting on the no joke podcast the podcast me and adam <laughs> lustig host that's right tomorrow friday so you at the very least have that and we talk about wallets. You don't You don't have, you don't have AD. Right. You don't have Zubats. But you do have Me. a 45-minute conversation <laughs> with the two people
1: who you just listened to for 70 minutes. About wallets. Good. Billy, thanks for coming by on Short Term. My pleasure. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a whole lot of uh, games and buyouts to talk about. The NBA never ends. Never ends. That's the beauty of it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye.
0: That was a HeadGum Podcast.